If you need free legal advice on Loper and Randy, better call Steve. Hey, Steve Palmer, my attorney, and hey, could be yours. What's up, Steve? How are you doing? Hey, good. How are you guys doing today? Doing fantastic, man. We uh, we have some calls, 821-9970, and uh, we also have text messages flying in if you want to get yours in at 9970 as well. We have Dave standing by here on line one. What's up, Dave? Yeah, um, I got a concealed carry concern for Steve. Oh, okay. Um, I, I carry a gun, and I recently have got a knife that I carry also, and it sits on my belt, and it's a small knife. It's called like a clinch pick. Okay. And I was just wondering if it's like, uh, if that's kind of like a bad look, if something did happen. Like to have both of them? Is that what you're saying? Like to have both or? Yeah. So let me understand. You you carry a gun uh, per your concealed handgun permit, and you also want to carry a knife. I don't understand why that would be a bad look. I think that's... uh, you know, I think you have every right to do both those things. Um, as long as you're not violating any laws, as long as you're following all the rules, whether it's a bad look or not, you know, I, I, I don't know. I guess the question is, do you need it or do you not, do you not need it? And uh, that's uh, only you can decide that. So is it legal uh, to carry one of these little pick knives? I, 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 can't, I, don't know, I don't know exactly what he's talking about, but yes, I would think it probably is. Okay. It's kind of like a little paring knife. I mean, I like this. So that's, that's cool. You can, like, throw that thing. That's neat. Yeah, it, it's only like two inches. It's yeah. very small. It's, it's the only thing it's for is to uh, low for you and know this. It's to create distance if I was in a clinch. Sure, absolutely. And I could get them away from me, so I could go either get away or if I had to go lethal, I could go lethal. Then that's all it's for. But I just didn't know about the look if something happened. Well, you know, if something happened and uh, you needed it, I guess, uh, who cares about the look? You know, it's like if you needed it and it was a safe way to get away and avoid a uh, a more deadly confrontation, then who cares about the look? On the other hand, if you think that you're doing something wrong with it, uh, you have to analyze why, and you probably are. So I think, uh, you know, I think we're all citizens. We all have the uh, the ability to assess what we need and what we don't need. Uh, we all have the ability to look at the law, and we're all responsible for the law. So make sure you take a, a hard look at what you're allowed to do, what you're not allowed to do, and the rules of self-defense. And uh, good luck to you, man. Dude, I'm going to show this to Matt Brown. All right, man. I appreciate it. Dude, hey, have you ever heard of a push dagger? Yes. Yeah, it's it's so that's another dope little knife that's like kind of similar to a clinch pick. Hey, great call, Dave. Thank you so much, man. All right, thanks, man. All right, all right, everyone on uh, text. This question's for Steve. Our landlord has two rental properties, one right beside their house, and ours up the road from their house. He also has two dogs that he brings onto the rental properties, not on leashes. One of the dogs, the older dog, bit one of the other renters and their dog. The same dog came at my man trying to bite him and was punched in the nose by my man. I guess he, he punched <laughs> the nose, the, the dog. I got home yesterday and the dogs were running loose in our yard while the landlord was down in the field on the tractor. The dog that has been biting and trying to bite started barking at me. I had my umbrella in my hand just in case it came at me. Is there anything we can do as renters? Well, I, I think first and foremost, you need to ask the landlord to keep his dog leashed. I, I think if the dog is out and is uh, causing this kind of damage and biting people, well, that's a problem. And, you know, generally speaking, if uh, dog bites are, uh, the, the owner can be responsible for that. So uh, first and foremost, protect yourself. Secondly, like, you know, we say this almost every week, when you're making requests of landlords or other individuals, always do it in writing. Send an email 
uh, send uh, at worst send a text. Don't just do it by phone. And then uh, if you need to contact the authorities, contact uh, uh, whatever county this is, you can time contact animal control and uh, they can get involved too. But, uh, and, and I guess finally, and, and maybe most important, stay safe, you know, avoid uh, getting attacked or bitten by this dog. It sounds like uh, it's a problem. Might want to get yourself a little pick knife. I don't know if you heard of those or not, you know, just kiss the dog. <laughs> you know, just, just saying. 99700-821-9970 on phone. Uh, we will uh, come right back with Steve Palmer and uh, we, yeah, we got an awesome text standing by coming, coming straight out of the gate. All right, Steve Palmer, the best in town, in my opinion, when it comes to defense attorneys. Getting you out of trouble, guys. Yes, he has the infinity gauntlet of the defense <laughs> law system at his at his grips. And uh, Steve Palmer answering questions right now via text. They're coming in via text. Hot, guys, hot. Uh, I got a domestic three years ago. They took my CCW, and still today when I get pulled over, I get harassed. They always ask, where's my gun? I tell them every time I lost my CCW, and they always ask, say, well, it says you still have one. What should I do? Well, it, I guess you can either keep telling them that you don't, uh, or we can maybe look into seeing if there's a way to make uh, make that a little bit more formal and notify everybody. I would start, uh, actually, this is a Derek DeBras question. He uh, works over at Munitions Law Group. They uh, they do a lot of firearms law, and I would start with Derek, and I'd be happy to put you in touch with him. But there, there may be some notification uh, that you can make or tell somebody more formally. But I guess the worst case scenario is you just have to keep telling them, I do know I no longer have my permit to carry a concealed handgun. All right. Jamie wrote in. This is obviously for Steve Palmer. I'm just reading them verbatim, guys. I mean, uh, that's the segment, Steve Palmer segment. Uh, I just just looking for some advice. I was in an accident where I was basically T-boned and I can only carry liability. And I'm sorry, I only carry liability. The person who hit me, their insurance coverage has lapsed and now I'm out. Um, so would you recommend suing or just seeking restitution? If it's a restitution, how do I go about seeking that? I'm trying to get a hold of the city to see, you know, who the prosecuting office has or whatever to find how I do it. I'm just at a loss and I've been without a vehicle for two weeks now. And so, yeah, please help me. Yeah. Rick paid good money back in 1987. A girl he met at Benjamin's Calabash in Myrtle Beach, (laughs) South Carolina to get T-boned, didn't you, Rick? <laughs> it was 1990. What are you talking oh about? <laughs> right, wait, wait, well, what was, I, what was your wait, wait? What was your radio name? Uh, Just tell me really quick. We'll move on. Hitman Tommy John. I love it. <laughs> Only Hitman would do that. <laughs> Uh, I, I don't know how to follow that one up, but I guess we'll just jump right okay. to the question. It's tough. Uh, it, it, this, is, this is one of these where it sounds like the accident was not your fault. In other words, uh, the other driver was probably cited with a uh, fair to yield or whatever it would be. Uh, and you're correct in that the prosecutor's office will have uh, will be prosecuting this, but the other person can just pay the ticket. Generally speaking, this is a minor misdemeanor. It could just be uh, that they only have to p- pay the ticket. They don't even have to show up. Uh, so in order to get compensated, your other option would be to file a lawsuit. You would have to, uh, to sue this individual. Uh, and you know, this isn't much different than what we would normally do, except for one thing. Typically there is insurance. Typically the other side has uh, an insurance policy, either mandatory minimums or even more, uh, that covers not only the property damage, but any personal injury. And, and, it doesn't mean that you can't recover, but you're going to be, it may be harder to recover depending on how much money this individual has. Sometimes people uh, just let their insurance lapse by mistake and don't renew it. Other times they just can't afford insurance and that doesn't, uh, 
really uh, send a real strong message that they're solvent to pay your claim. But uh, if you want some help, I'll be happy to talk you through it. 614-224-6142. All right. Steve Palmer, each and every. Oh, we got one last call here. I don't want to leave this dude on hold. All right. Before we wrap up, John. You're going to be the last call here with Steve Palmer. You're on with us, Loper and Randy. Johnny, go ahead. Hello, John. John. Do we lose him? I guess he left. All right. Well, uh, maybe next week, buddy. Steve Palmer, you are a gentleman, sir, and uh, we'll look forward. Dude, you got to come into the studio. Like uh, one of these weeks, just uh, let me know which week you want to come in and come in. Yeah, I want to check it out. I didn't know that was uh, viable again. It's good to see things are open to back up. We're doing a whole welcome back Cotter thing, so you are number one. <laughs> and just call me Horshack. Yeah. <laughs> Steve Palmer, call him if you need him. And let me tell you something. If you're out and they pull you over and they yank you out of your car, start asking you a lot of questions, your number one answer should be call my attorney, Steve Palmer. Ladies and gentlemen, Woo! he's here each and every Wednesday. Thanks, man. Thanks, guys.